But I'm mad, Kellen. You're mad? I'm mad. Um, okay, well, my secretary just let in. Um, oh, he's camera shy. I'm going to turn my video off for a second. Uh, my secretary just let in uh, Buddy from the movie Anger Management. So, uh, Moises, you tell him what you're angry about. And I'm, I'm fucking angry. Are you I'm now? angry. It's, it's finals week almost. Just, College is almost over. We still got to do this fucking podcast about Adam Sandler. Yeah, I'm angry about that too, buddy. Listen, I'll talk to you later, okay? I don't know what to do. Listen, just do. just goose fraba, goose fraba, okay? Goose fraba. That doesn't fucking all help. All right, all right, all right. You gotta get centered. All right. Yeah, you, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is, that from jo- is that from the movie Joker? No, no. Okay, so you got to sing with me, all right? We're going to sing some West Side Story, all right? I love that movie. All right, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. What about the blackface, though, buddy? Uh, Kellen looks uncomfortable in the corner <laughs> of the room, so I'm not going to acknowledge that. All right, so just sing with me. Okay. okay. I feel pretty. I feel pretty. I feel did you <laughs> Moises I don't know the rest of this song I may have to drop uh, out of the band uh, I may oh have to so drop pretty. Was, oh so pretty uh, oh so witty witty and pretty and, 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 pretty and, and gay, and, gay. <laughs> and this is Enter Sandman I'm, I'm Luis Camacho that's I'm... Kelly Kermides buddy was... AKA Jack Nicholson was Jack in the Nicholson. room it sounded He's... just like him it was he such left. a good he yeah, just he left, left. He didn't oh, even say goodbye. God damn it. He's flirting with my secretary. Oh, fuck. And fucking Jack. He's he's really smooth, though. It's not coming across as creepy or anything. He's like 80 years old, and he's still got it. Um, <clears throat> and <laughs> the, the movie we're talking about, that, uh, we're, this is the podcast. We talk about Adam Sandler movies, and we try and figure out the brain of the Sandman himself. Uh, this week, you know, I like to tell people when I'm trying to, when I'm begging people to listen to this podcast, I'll turn my video back on. When I'm begging people to listen to this podcast, they always say like, oh, I'll just listen to the ones of the movies I've seen. And I say like, no, you can, we, we make it accessible even if you've never seen the movie. I think our extended skit at the beginning just alienated anybody who's never seen Anchor Management. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, this anyway, this week we're talking about <laughs> anger management, starring Adam Sandler and uh, the man who is just in the studio with us, uh, Jack Nicholson. It's a good movie. All right, let's go. Let's let's end, a, it. let's end it. Let's end it. Couldn't find anything on the background, which is good because I've got shit to do today. So you should. You want to just? What have you seen this movie before? No, me either. I can sense we're both like, okay, let's get this on the podcast. I've seen that cover so many times, though. The, oh, yeah, uh, that's iconic. It's up there with the poster for Star Wars and the Thing, if I do, you know, if I say so myself. Um, uh, <laughs> main thing worth noting, I was actually, I've Googled anger management so many times in the past. Me too. <laughs> couple, they like, I have. I keep forgetting to put film after it. So oh yeah, I just got my, those. <laughs> yeah, my search history is looking a little suspicious. 
Anyway, main thing worth noting is that uh, this is the first, I think, Adam Sandler Happy Madison comedy that's not written by Sandler or any of his like usual collaborators. Written by some dude named David S. Dorfman. Uh, I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, you're spewing hatred with that one. This movie has both a PTA regular and a Spike Lee regular. That's true. This is an art house, a secretly art house movie. <laughs> yeah. When's Adam... Is there any future or alternate universe where Adam Sandler has been in a Spike Lee movie? Oh, my God. Instead of a... Well, there's also an alternate universe where he was in a Quentin movie instead of a PTA movie. That's true. Or he was in both a PTA movie and a Quentin oh, Tarantino movie. And a Spike Lee movie. What if he was... I'm trying to think of the timeline. I don't think the time, timeline quite adds up, but what if he was Pino and do the right thing? John Turturro's character. Yeah. Adam Sandler? Yeah. I don't know if I want to hear Sandler like saying the N word yeah, and being racist. I don't. As always, there is a surprising overlap between Adam Sandler's, you know, regulars and, uh, you know, like more highbrow filmmakers. Oh, another thing I want to get out the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Linda Marisa Tomei Tomei, however you say it. Marissa Tomei? Tomei? Yeah, Aunt Betty herself. Beautiful. Oh, oh she's, my yeah, she's God. wonderful. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done. Uh, so, Anger Management is about a guy named Dave, right? Yes. Dave. Uh, Dave, who's this mild-mannered, sort of a doormat uh, is secretary? Yes. Right? Secretary for, like, a cat clothing company. Anyway. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, the movie starts, and him and his girlfriend, Linda, played by Marissa Tomei, more like Marissa Tobey? Nah, this is too sweaty. Anyway. Um, and, oh, wait. No, there's this opening scene, right? Oh of him as a kid. Yeah. I thought this opening scene fucking sucked. I was confused by it. <laughs> it's, I mean, ch- ch- child actors being good is they like. They should have had recent... Spike Lee direct that part. <laughs> it does kind of <laughs> look like the block from Do the Right Thing. Was it Bed Stuy neighborhood or what? Uh, yeah, it was some Brooklyn neighborhood. Who yeah. cares? I mean, I'm sorry, New York. Uh, opening scene, we see Dave as a kid and he's about to kiss a girl he has a crush on and he gets pantsed by a bully. Yep. And this creates uh, crippling anxiety for him and shyness. Uh, It feels like (laughs) there's a lot of overlap between this Sandler character and Barry from Punch Drunk Love. Mm -hmm. Just in a lot of the mannerisms. like Yeah. Well, I felt in this movie that this is some of, in my opinion, some of the strongest acting that we've seen from him, I think. Yeah, this I, th- is I thought he performed really well in this movie. In Mr. Deeds, it felt like he was kind of like, I don't want to say phoning it in, but you know, 
look, you do three movies in two in one year. You know, punch, uh, punch drunk love, eight crazy nights, and Mister Deeds. Like w- one of them's going to be a sort of a gimme. Yeah, I mean, Mister, we've already said it. Mister Deeds, it feels like he he just walked on set and started acting. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no costume or anything. He just wearing his clothes. Exactly. Um. Uh. In this opening scene, there's just something I wanted to mention. Um, the song's Heart of Glass at, uh, by Blondie and How Deep Is Your Love play. And, you know, this kind of continues the Sandler's uh, affinity for like 70s and 80s rock or like that kind of classic music. Mm-hmm. And somebody um, on another podcast, I'll talk about at the end of the show because it's my recommendation, uh, was talking about like, how music in Sandler movies feels like you're driving with him. And he's like, you've never heard Heart of Glass. Oh, I'm like reading that for you right now. Or like, you, you've you never heard Ario Speedwagon. Holy shit, dude. I'm putting that on, bro. Very, he always begs for the ox when he's in the car with you. A big dad energy. He's like, this is real music here. Uh, anyway, cuts to like 20 years later or something. And... He's getting on a flight for a business trip and his girlfriend seeing him off. And we see that because of the trauma he faced while being bullied as a child, he can't kiss in public, Mm -hmm. which like, I feel like that's a more common thing. But yeah, but, but why is it though, Kellen? It's because Jack Nicholson is staring him down. Except from the shadows. From the shadows. <laughs> that shot scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> scared me. And it, when he got on the plane, it's just like, and so, he gets on the plane and someone's sitting in his seat and he has to go sit further back. And it cuts to uh, Jack Nicholson. He's playing uh, this character named Buddy. I want to say like Dial or something. Let me uh, bring it up real quick. Oh, Buddy Rydell. Buddy Rydell. And uh, <laughs> when the camera cuts to Nicholson and he's like, you can come sit with me. Like I jumped. I, w- I was physically scared. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I was startled because <laughs> he, he is such a face. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, oh, like at this time of his life. Cause he's like in between old and middle age. Yeah, he's like in that transition. Well, he's like he's probably like sixty here. But it's Jack Nicholson, so he's actually That's twenty. That's true. I th- Jack Nicholson just looks like he's always been forty-five. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, because <laughs> he's got, he's got this swagger to him that you just can't help but like. It's such an insane energy. Oh, um, another line like. There's a lot of moments in this movie where I was like afraid of Jack Nicholson. The first one being uh, Dave sits down next to him and like is like, you know, their armrests, like he's using his armrests. And like Jack Nicholson leans in and says, Your arms on my armrest. We're not going to have a problem, are we? <laughs> Just, which is a bone chilling line. <laughs> <laughs> when it's delivered by Jack Nicholson. I thought there was just going to be a, a flash of blood coming out of an elevator. 
<laughs> Dave looks up and there's nothing on the TV that uh, Buddy's watching. It's just white noise, and he's like laughing and chuckling. Along. <laughs> uh, um, and then there's this. Uh, there's like this disagreement with uh, Dave has with a flight attendant where he's not at all like he's being calm and very polite and the flight attendant is acting like he's like yelling at her and then the air marshal gets involved and all I wanted to say about this scene is that air, ma- air marshal is a really cool job I don't know yeah. <laughs> you rule the skies You're you're a sky cop that's kind of cool. That's that's a movie right there. Like cop, eh. Sky, Sky cop. cop. It's like a cop, but in the air. I don't want to make movies anymore now. I want to be an air marshal. <laughs> you can make a movie about air marshal. Well, what do you do oh. for a living? Well, you know, I'm a sky cop. Yeah, I have a gun and I make sure nobody fucks with an airplane. That's cool. <laughs> that's like- Mark Wahlberg. No. <laughs> Mark Mark Wahlberg was an air marshal on that flight. Things would have gone down differently. Is the Mark Wahlberg thing our new Joker that we can't go within more than like two or three episodes without mentioning it? Oh no. I'm gonna try to mention the Joker. I just did, so it's fine. I, I don't know how I'm gonna even do it this episode. There is Joker is in this movie. Jack Nicholson was the Joker. Oh shit, you're right. Uh, and he gets apprehended by the air marshal, and the and it cuts to him in court, and he gets sentenced to twenty days in anger management therapy. Right? Yeah. And he go <laughs> when he I wrote down the there's a quite a few cameos in this movie, but the first one I wrote down is he goes to anger management therapy, and Bobby Knight is there. Yes. And Bobby Knight is sitting in a chair. And it's a movie about anger management. Um, I wrote Bobby Knight, please God, let him throw the chair. And then in parentheses, fuck when they didn't. <laughs> um, and then get to the therapy group. Therapy group. And there's like <laughs> three, I don't know. Uh, at the therapy session, there's Louise Guzman, who was in Punch Drunk Love and Pretty much every Paul Thomas Anderson movie, right? A friend of PTA. Yeah, friend of PTA. And by extension... Friend of, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, and John Turturro is also there. I was really hoping it was just his same character from Do the Right Thing that was, you know, finally getting... Oh, me. my God. That would have been fucking hilarious. I thought it, I thought it was just going to straight up be this... I mean, it could be. You know? He was just going to start saying the N-word. <laughs> he's after... This is well. Okay, this is like what fourteen years after "Do the Right Thing" came out. It could be, you know, maybe he got involved in in the nineties. He went to the military, and his problems got worse. And you know, after the riot and his dad's pizzeria being burned down, he's like, "I need to turn my life around." Goes by a different name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Cinematic Universe. NYCU. No, stop. It's, no, New York City said that gives of NYCCU. Um, That's terrible. So there's like a, a war vet at the anger management meeting. There's also uh, whatever the fuck Louise Guzman's character is. There's also two porn stars. Yes. Quite the, you know, rogues gallery. And then there's an angry sports fan. 
Oh yeah. And um we see uh Buddy Oh, Buddy Ride uh, Jack Nicholson's character from the airplane turns out to be an anger management therapist and agrees to help Dave. And Dave's expectation going to this meeting is like, well, I'm not an angry guy, so I'm going to go into this meeting. He's going to sign the papers, and I'll be fine. And uh, at the meeting, Buddy uses this uh, metaphor, I guess I really liked, is like, you know, the, the two different kinds of anger. The first one is the guy at the grocery store who's screaming at the cashier. And the sec- the other kind is a cashier who just has to quietly take this day by day and then one day brings a gun to the store. <laughs> and I thought Dave's response was really funny. He goes, no, I'm not the cashier. I'm the guy in the fruit section that's calling 911. Yeah. It's... It is. I just love Jack Nicholson. He's so good. <laughs> I mean, that's like an okay. I mean, that's like a straightforward line of dialogue, but he like milks it. Some IMDb trivia for this movie is that uh, copies of this movie were sent to uh, the troops over in Afghanistan and the Middle East. You know, this is right in 2003. And each DVD included a five-minute introduction from Sandler thanking them for their service. Which is weird that they feature a character with PTSD from his military service. <laughs> I Yeah, and I just like realized, yeah. Because in the movie, they keep saying, like, you know what our country's going through right now. Yeah. I think this is the first Sandler movie that was, like, in production after 9-11. And mm-hmm. uh, you can tell because every time there's an exterior shot of his apartment, there's a Go Army billboard. I didn't With, even like, fucking notice rep- it. You didn't notice? No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the subliminal messaging got to me. But, um... Oh, so you're joining the army now. Fuck. If Sandler said I should. Oh, we also see that another level uh, factor of stress in Dave's life is that his girlfriend has a friend named Alan, right? Um, Or Andrew. Andrew. Andrew played by Alan Colvert. Ah, right. Another Sandler regular. Yes. Especially in this period. Um, And... (laughs) Andrew and Linda dated like 15 years ago or something. And he's like still kind of, you know, he's like just waiting for Dave to fuck up so that he can swoop in with Linda. That's at least how, you know, probably won't work. She does not seem interested in him. No, not at all. Uh, And then they go to dinner together in the bathroom. (laughs) Uh the Wikipedia synopsis says Andrew learns that Dave, uh, but uh, Dave learns that Andrew has a long penis. <laughs> I don't know why it said that like that. Um, oh, but anyway, after the anger management meeting, um, Buddy decides to double Dave's time. So it's gone from 20 days to 40 days because he sees that Dave has a lot of anger that he's just repressing deep down inside of him. Next is, uh, and he assigns John Turturro's character, the war vet, as like his anger pal, right? Yeah, something. His anger buddy. Yeah. And uh, they go to the bar and get into a fight, I think. Yeah, because John well, Turturro. John, well, yeah, like, just like starts shit for no reason. Yeah, he's like, this guy's staring at me. And it's a blind man. It's a blind man. 
<laughs> played by notable character actor Harry Dean Stanton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I read a review where it said like they really wasted Harry Dean Stanton on a character who's there for like five seconds. That's what he's done for like most of his career. I don't know if this counts as wasting him. Yeah, I don't understand why they said that. You should just enjoy the fact that he's on the screen. And he kills it. He's committed. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, they get to fight. Uh, Dave accidentally hits a waitress with the cane and like breaks her nose. Yeah. And so it cuts to them back in court. And, and uh, the judge is about to send him to jail for like a year. Yeah. And we didn't mention it. Kevin Nealon plays his lawyer. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty funny. He's pretty really funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's like a gay lawyer or something that they kind of yeah. use as a joke. Um, more respectful he, than little Nikki. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way, not, way more respectful. We're, we're not talking like any revolutionary progressive ideas here. Don't get us wrong. Um, and he's basically like super confident. Oh, we'll win this. We'll win this. And no. <laughs> no <laughs> I, I forget what he says but he does have a very funny like oh no this is bad this is you're gonna go to jail oh it's because uh buddy walks in oh yeah buddy walks in talks to the judge and, and agrees to the judge agrees to let buddy do this like radical 24 7 therapy well he, he doesn't even know it yet dave doesn't know it uh-huh he she's just like okay you got to keep going to therapy and then dave's like okay cool i'll keep going to therapy i'll be fine and then the next day uh buddy comes in to move in with dave and like install like wire taps and whatnot it's jack nicholson who wouldn't want to live with jack nicholson actually i i don't know you probably see new girl every night yeah depending on the year like (laughs) if we're talking like Late seventies, early eighties, Jack Nicholson. There's a lot of cocaine involved, probably. I don't um, even know what happens. What they did they live together for a bit and Buddy forces Dave to make him breakfast and screams at him when he messes up the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And he like you can see that Dave is like slowly like about to breathe. Yeah, he's point. about to explode. He's about to. He's about to explode. One an, another little thing I like again. Sandler's pretty good in this. Is like he has like a nervous tick that they, it keeps cutting to for just seconds, yeah. like throughout the entire movie. Like it's him tapping his foot, or like you know his hand, or like clicking a pen. You know, just little things that you kind of see like, uh, like uh, the pressure increase. And my favorite part of the movie is when. He's oh, yeah. just telling him to like calm down, but he's telling him to chill out. And Adam's like getting mad at him, telling him, Why are you wasting food? Why are you throwing the food at me? <laughs> Buddy pours himself a cereal and it's like alphabet cereal or whatever it's <laughs> called. And then he's like, Hey man. And he, he like goes down to the beer, it cuts to the cereal, and the cereal spells out chill. It's the best <laughs> fucking part of the movie. <laughs> And then um, this is... Oh God. I'd actually seen this next scene, strangely enough, before this movie, but they're driving to work, and, you know, it's like New York rush hour. Yeah. And Dave's getting stressed, and Buddy, you know, rips the parking brake, forces them to stop in the middle of the road, 
and like takes the keys out and won't give the keys back until Dave calms down. And they do so by, <laughs> as we did in the beginning. I'm so pretty. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. Oh, so oh, pretty. so witty and witty and, and pretty and pretty and gay. gay. Yeah. I yeah, something like that, <laughs> dude. We're so you know what we should the the Enter Sandman album. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know what would be on it, but I'm imagining you know those like old commercials that would play at like 11 o'clock on Cartoon Network. That's like timeless love song collections and like the songs are scrolling and like the one highlighted in yellow is the one playing you know what i'm talking about yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i hated those <laughs> i know what song would most definitely be on that album if we made it what <laughs> a song you hate with the passion uh the john mellencamp song no rock and roll part two from joker oh well <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh I think it's funny uh that uh Buddy just has the sheet music on hand. Yeah. And <laughs> just the way Jack Nicholson said, we're gonna calm down with the magic of Leonard Bernstein and Steven Sondheim's West Side story. It's so like sinister. <laughs> and uh it's a really solid scene. <laughs> just them singing in the car as like people drive by and tell them to go go to hell you know angry new yorkers yeah and dave is like angry but he's like trying he, he's, he's, he's calming down yeah then at work um buddy finds out about both uh dave's girlfriend being uh incredibly attractive and that uh andrew is also like trying to make a move on linda <laughs> dave goes to the bathroom to call make a call he's trying to he's trying to get in contact with his lawyer to see if he can get rid of this fucking nutcase of a therapist right and And he says like uh you got to record him doing something illegal or something yeah something like unethical and i like to joke here of like somebody comes into the restroom and it's a and it turns out he's in the women's bathroom yeah and she's like why do you and the woman's like what are you doing in here and he's like you guys have cleaner seats than us and she just goes, yeah, we do. <laughs> and she's like, but not after what I do to this one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's a nice reversal of the, oh, he's in the fucking girl's bathroom. Yeah, I like that scene too. Uh-oh, that's not the bathroom he normally is supposed to go in. That's my impression this, of every comedy writer before. This movie's almost two hours long. It is. <laughs> uh, then Buddy takes him to get a hooker to like calm him down, right? And it's played by Woody Harrelson the as a cross. OG. Woody Harrelson, great actor, uh, as a cross-dressing hooker. Probably problematic. I can't say for sure. What's uh, what? It, what's whatever. Uh, let's just say it has an age well and move on. <laughs> but uh, Buddy quickly catches on that uh, Dave's trying to record him. Gets rid of the recorder. I forget. Oh, he he he, re- he like starts recording on it himself. It just oh. puts it in his pocket or something. Oh, gotcha. And then um, oh, I think actually at this point he says like uh, Dave, Dave has gone on to stage one or some shit like that. Yeah, he's made a righteous anger. Yeah, as he this uh hooker comes on a little too strong, 
And Dave, you know, says, no, I don't want your services. He says it in a, uh, uh, he doesn't say that, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're on thin ice here. So we will move on. (laughs) We will move on. I forget. Oh, oh yeah. Somebody calls the apartment. It uh, tells Dave that Buddy's mom is in the hospital for minor surgery. And Dave's like, I'm going to get back at this fucking guy. And he's like, your mom's in the hospital for surgery. It's super serious. And Buddy has a breakdown that I thought was really funny. (laughs) I was expecting him to be like, fuck you. I know that she's going to surgery already. Fucking asshole. (laughs) It's just... I kept I kept expecting the mom thing to be a bigger like part of the story, but it's like over in the next scene, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so they go to Boston, um, to visit Buddy's mom. Oh, on the way, like <laughs> someone parks behind Buddy so that he can't get out of the parking lot, and he like very calmly grabs a baseball bat from his car, smashes the windows, turns off the parking brake, and pushes it off a building. But he says, like, if I was angry, I would not have had the presence of mind to take the parking brake off and then leave my insurance card for him. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and then this is when Buddy meets. I, I already forget her name just because she's not even in this movie. Linda. Oh, yeah. Buddy meets Linda. Buddy like, meets Linda. Starts to put the moves on her. Yeah, exactly. And she's like biting her lip, but she bites her, her lip every fucking shot she is in this movie. I can't complain. Anyway. I, <laughs> <laughs> they go to Boston. It turns out it goes to minor surgery because she had something up her nose. Mm-hmm. And they go to uh, a bar and they're at the bar is this woman named like Kendra or something, right? Sure. Uh played by Heather Graham. Well just it's it's just Heather Graham. Uh a ver- and um <laughs> Buddy encourages Dave to go ask her out as like a you know to sort of build up his confidence, I guess. I get I honestly didn't even get that. I was like, what? Okay. Go <laughs> ask her out. Um and he says like, like go ask her out if you don't. I'm gonna. You're gonna go to, to jail. jail. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna say you're beyond helping, which is like, I mean, Buddy's a fucking sociopath. I feel like we should get that out of the way. <laughs> he's a he's a goddamn maniac. Yeah. And uh, at first, Dave goes up, strikes out with Heather Graham, and then Buddy tells him to go up and say something like, "I can't focus because I'm about to nut in my pants or whatever." It's some insane shit that you only made Jack- it way worse than it is in the book. It's something like I can't focus because when I'm on the verge of exploding in my pants, like it's a line only Jack Nicholson could barely pull off, and it's Adam Sandler. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is so specific, but when he goes up to like try again. Uh, the song Black Magic Woman starts playing, which again feels like Sandler saying, you've never heard Black Magic Woman by Santana. Oh, dude, give me the ox. I'm putting it on. Uh, but the way this scene's directed, it <laughs> feels like I felt like I was watching a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, I liked this scene. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> like there's Heather Graham, you know, there's kind of this like slow motion, you know, music 
Uh, Anyways, he goes up to her. He says, "This come in my pants." Um, line. This is no she's way. like, "Oh my god, you're so cute!" And he says, "Get the fuck out of here," which is like exactly what I said. Get the fuck out of here, man! I fu- I love Adam Sandler so he's much. He's good. He's good. Oh, that's the one I didn't even register. That's like the one f word in the movie that they. Oh yeah, thirteen. Is. They get one. PG thirteen. Yeah. And um, uh, they're there for hours. Adam Sandler's drinking water because he can't drink alcohol. Part of his anger management. Yeah. Uh, Buddy ditches him. So he goes home with Heather Graham. And uh, she comes on really strong to him. And he rejects her saying, I have a girlfriend. And she fucking flips out. Yes. She's because earlier she had told him that she had been rejected before because they called her fat and she's not fat at all. It's Heather Graham. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, you think I'm fat? Don't you just call me call me fat?" And Adam Sandler, Mister Nice Guy, comfort <laughs> tries to comfort her, but she's angry. Yeah, and he go he f- manages to find Buddy's house, and it turns out uh, Heather Graham was an actress. Yes, she is. <laughs> the character of Heather Graham was an actress h- hired by Buddy to help Dave. You know gain confidence but the trade-off is that buddy told linda that dave was at another woman's house yeah and there's a fight between him and buddy you know this whole movie i keep waiting for like the big sandler freak out yeah it's like that's like i kind of felt like that's what this whole thing was building up to and we kind of get in the next scene and the next scene uh, they're coming, they're going from Boston back to New York. Uh, Buddy says he called in to patch things up there. And they stop and they go to this monk retreat. This like monastery that I guess is in somewhere between Massachusetts and New York. <laughs> and it turns out that the kid who bullied and pantsed him in the opening scene is now a monk. Played by... PTA semi-regular... Sure. John C. Riley. A god amongst men. So funny. Yeah, this is a good scene. This is a good scene. Good scene. Uh, <laughs> this Because I was confused. When I rented it on Voodoo, it said comedy slash slapstick. Yeah, I was like, some what? Good and this, this, is a, this is the scene where there's some pretty good slapstick. I mean, the shit they say about his sister is a little gross, but you know, it's... Yeah, uh, Buddy tells Dave, but, "Hey, you gotta finally stick up to your bully. You know he's he's messed up your whole life." And him and the bully like kind of he egg each other on until they go into a full on fight. Dave and Dave beats the shit out of a monk, while Buddy to stop the other monks, you know, from interfering, pulls a gun on them. But it turns out it's just a water gun. It's just a water gun. He got you. It's a re- Extremely realistic looking. Walk. Yeah, they look like a like fucking that has guy. to be custom made or something. <laughs> Again, he's a fucking sociopath. Yeah, he's and a then sociopath. I mean, there's still at this point, there's still like 30 minutes left in the movie. <laughs> Again, well, maybe a little too long. You know, maybe a little too long. Still yeah. good. Still good though. Still good. Uh, he goes back. Um, Linda wants to take a break. And then he finds out that Linda is seeing Buddy. I'd be fucking scared if my girl was seeing Jack Nicholson. I would too. I would say, oh, so it's over. I just, yeah, exactly. I need to move to a new city and change my identity. And then uh, 
This causes Buddy to and uh, Dave to attack Buddy. They're in court for the third time, and they set a trial date. Which, and then the I guess the rest of the movie is the big like explosion of anger, kind of right. Yeah, it's uh, the last thirty minutes of Punch Drunk Love, but in anger management, but not as good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, uh, he goes to his job, demands a promotion, beats the shit out of uh, Andrew, and it's uh, reoccurring throughout the movie. Is that he hasn't proposed to Linda yet because he's too nervous? But when he does, he's going to do it at a Yankees game, and he finds out that Buddy is taking Linda to a Yankees game, and he thinks that after two dates, Buddy is going to propose to Linda. <laughs> this is the is, part of the movie I can complain about. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? What Which kind the, of logic is that? Just Okay, big ending twist of the movie, I guess, is that Linda reached out to Buddy, and they staged this elaborate past two weeks in order to help Dave get over his own sort of uh, neurosis. So, you know, uh, ev- everything has been staged, essentially. The flight you know, was meant to egg him on, you know, and then like, uh, they actually haven't been in a relationship. They've just been pretending to be one in one. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. What was I going to say? I totally forgot. Oh, this is the part of the movie that I like, honestly, I've, I really, really was impressed by this movie. I gave it four stars out of five. I love this movie. (laughs) I <laughs> that is uh <laughs> listen a very high rating. <laughs> I I love this movie. The only part that I don't like is this last 30 minutes because it felt like Adam Sandler always wants to throw romance in there for no reason. Like yeah, I, I mean, no, I didn't it, think this was gonna be a romantic movie. It felt it, it always feels a little tacked on, but it feels less tacked on here, in my opinion, than like Big Daddy. Yeah, know? well, I thought that in this movie, while I didn't like it that much, that they kind of just threw it on, it was one of the best sequences in the movie, I think. Like, I thought it was well shot, the editing was good. <laughs> at me, you can at me. No, no, I, I will, I, I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing because I think about. So the climax is at the Yankees game. Uh, Dave is trying to find Linda, but he can't. And he runs onto the field and grabs the microphone and he's confessing his love to Linda. And he starts to get dragged off by security. Oh, and yeah. What stops it? What stops him, Moises? The fucking mayor. <laughs> the mayor of New York. Uh, former mayor of New York. Uh, current... Uh, treasonous war criminal Rudy Giuliani. Uh, he says, uh, <laughs> he says, look, like, let look, the man okay. finish. Look, 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 look. It was a different time, and Rudy Giuliani was a different person. <laughs> you know, it's New York, uh, post September 11th, so pro New York spirits are very strong, especially with a patriot like Adam Sandler. So he's like. The hero of this movie isn't going to be my character. It's going to be Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who is, well, I, I get he's a politician, not an actor. He's pretty fucking terrible. He's like, let this man finish what he came here to say. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, is silly because, like, 
if I was the mayor of New York, especially at this time, and an insane man rushed the field to try and take the microphone, <laughs> no security, take them off, take them hey, off. Hey, according to him, COVID-19 will destroy us if shutdown continues. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, happy ending. It turns out that uh, this whole thing was orchestrated by Buddy with the help of Linda to get Dave to come out of his shell, which, as I texted you last night at like one in the morning, is the exact same twist as Unbreakable in Night Shyamalan's movie. Yeah, it took me a minute to process it. And then I was, all I was doing was recounting Unbreakable. I was like, okay, this happened, said this happened, said, oh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I kept waiting for the moment of my buddy to be like, now that we know who you are, I finally know who I am. <laughs> It's because of the kids, Dave. They called me anger management. <laughs> they told me nobody cares about me. Nobody cares. God, man, I need to watch Unbreakable again. Anyway, that's anger management. Anger management, John Toretto. Solid fucking movie. Uh, I gave it three stars. You know, I one less star. stars. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there. Uh, there's a lot of interesting. We've kind of, you know, mentioned before that uh, Adam Sandler is very private about his political, you know, more so than other celebrities on both sides of the spectrum. Especially more so than other comedians. Oh, absolutely. Again, this is an interesting peek into the the world of 2003 of New York in 2003. Of, you know, there's all this mentions of the army, the weird times they're living in, they keep saying. And the Go Army, like, recruitment billboard that is in the movie multiple times. As well as Mayor Rudy Giuliani (laughs) being the hero of the third act. But I also think there's something, um, I don't know, interesting about uh, the pairing of Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was ready for you to start telling me this guy was considered the role for Buddy. This guy was also yeah. considered the role for Buddy. Oh, uh, wait no longer. I'm bringing up the trivia page. <laughs> yeah, for me, the way I was seeing this movie in, in Adam Sandler's career context is he was, first of all, making the, I guess <laughs> it sounds so bad to say, but like one of the most disappointing tributes to new york in a movie uh in the last 30 minutes uh because it didn't like i guess go as well as he thought it would it just hasn't aged well spider-man one has my favorite of those you know early 2000s new york tributes when all the new yorkers start throwing like beer bottles and shit at the oh my god spider-man 2 oh (laughs) yeah that's just a great scene but i love that you had the it's very corny in Spider-Man 1. They're like, this is New York. You mess with one of us, yeah. you mess with all of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, this is another movie where I think Adam Sandler's acting his ass off. He's solid, yeah. Uh, I think one of the first movies we saw that in was probably Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one, I think he was really good. Well, you it. didn't think he was good in Going Overboard? Oh, my God. I was going to make that joke. I think the first <laughs> one we saw was Going Overboard. Uh, and Ask and Ye Shall Receive. Um, Adam Sandler originally tried to get Eddie Murphy for the role of Dr. Buddy Rydell. 
uh, Robert De Niro, Bill Murray, and Dustin Hoffman were also considered for the role. Uh, I don't know. What else have, do you want to say about it? There's not, not there's, much to say. No, there's not much to say. Uh, Who's MVP? I think it's fucking obvious who the yeah. MVP is of the movie. Jack of Nicholson. Give it to the buddy. Give it Jack to him. Nicholson. Throw it at him. Don't. Oh, here. here you go, sir. Ah, sorry. Let me get the... Uh, he gets nervous. Oh, oh, yes. I'll put this on the shelf next to my, I think it's three Academy Awards. Yes. The Shooter McGavin Award for supporting. You know, I did cocaine with a Shooter McGavin. <laughs> okay. You can go, Jack. You can, you can go. Thank, okay. Thanks for coming, Jack. Is, oh, he just locked my office door while like my secretary looked at him flirtatiously. I don't know if I can get out of here now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to leave until they're done. Oh, uh, as we God. start, as we start to wrap up out every, this week, as we do every week, we're going to recommend some things that don't have Adam Sandler in them. Yes. Do you have one, or I can? Because um, I, I can go. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna give a movie. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna give a whole series. Oh, okay. It has their movies, but you know what? It also has. A non-media thing, actually. Mm. But it has movies. Harry Potter. I've been reading the books. I like them. The movies, I like. Don't books count as media? Do they? I think so. Okay, in that case, uh, the, new, <laughs> the new Playboy magazine is out. Oh, no. I'm no. just kidding. Uh, Harry Potter, I've been reading the books and watching the movies along with it. Uh, I'm mad that I didn't read these books as a kid because these books are actually really fucking good. They're solid, yeah. Uh, I'm currently on Prisoner of Azkaban, which means I'm gonna watch the Alfonso Cuarón masterpiece. That's such a that good is fucking movie. That's Prisoner like the best of Azkaban. One. That's my. I think that's the best movie. Um, but yeah, read and watch and listen and, to Answer Sandman. Yes, and I'm going to. I wanted to save this till Thanksgiving, but they came out with a new episode uh, last week. There's this, uh, I consider it a sister podcast to Enter Sandman. The sort of Happy Madison related content. There's this podcast called Till Death Do Us Blart. Oh, and God. it's uh, these five people. Three of them are the McElroy brothers who do all these other podcasts and two of them have this other movie podcast where they once watched Grown Ups 2 every week for a year, uh, which is an insane thing. <laughs> but what they're, the premise of Till Death Do Us Blart is that every year they're going to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and talk about it. And they're going to do this every year until they die. And once they die, they must pass on that responsibility to someone else. And they just released an episode for uh, for the first time they watched the first Paul Blart. Uh, and they've been doing it since like 2015, I think. So if you just want to listen to people like over the course of half a decade lose their minds, I highly recommend it. What was it how do they have a new thing to talk about every time? That's the thing is like that part of what drives them insane is it like, I swear to God, we talked about this already. <laughs> <laughs> they've been, they, what I love about it is they build out this like, expansive lore for the movie like they have they believe that there's a shadow man that's like constantly like tormenting paul blart and he's just like in every scene just hiding in the corners or whatever it's insane it's just it's fucking insanity and i highly recommend it yeah all right and um uh 
before the Sandler fact of the week, uh, intro music is hold on. I'm coming outro music. I'm going to see if there's a recording of Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler singing. I feel pretty this week. The Adam Sandler fact of the week. Sometimes they're real. Sometimes they're made up. This one's real. Is it Adam Sandler is right behind you. Don't turn around. Do not. Whatever you do, do not turn around. I'm fucking scared. Just don't turn. Just okay. He's he's licking his lips. Just, just don't fucking turn around. Please, please uh, listen to us if you want. Okay, let's fucking bet on it. He's let's gone. do it. He's gone. Let's do it. Oh shit. Oh fuck. No, Moises. No. Okay. Got me. If, if you're still listening at home, you still have time. Do not turn around. Okay, he's gone. You're safe. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Fifty first dates. What mirror where? Look at that attractive girl be. Who which one where? Hum. 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 Yes. I feel stunning. I feel stunning. And entrancing. And entrancing. Feel like running and dancing for joy. For I love.